was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. You stupid monkey. Hey. How you doing today? I'm great because I'm with you. Hell yeah, bud. Yeah. We had a good day. It was a good day. This was just, and like, our day was mostly separate. Like, we didn't, like, do most anything. Oh, well. But equally turnt. (laughs) Late last night, we were together. And so, yeah. So it's almost like we spent the whole day. Yeah. We, we, We basically snuggled. In our minds, but somewhere else. And then we got back together. I know. We're uh, we're both a little drunk, and I think that's the correct time. Yeah, I like that you said a little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I drank whiskey for the first time tonight in a long time. No, for the first time ever. I'm glad you tried whiskey for the first time. Whiskey virgin over here. He's so turned on whiskey Mm, tonight. Give me that peaty shit. (laughs) 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 Uh, Joe is one half of uh, Massive Fraud. Uh, we uh, Massive Fraud is a, a sketch producing and, and a stand-up comedy, and, and it's Andrew Polk and uh, me and, and our fun friends and you. Yeah, you were a, you were part of the Massive Fraud fam back yeah. in the day. Yeah, we we did stuff. I was in a couple of a uh, couple of sketches. You guys produced my show until you guys stopped being Bailed a thing. On you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, man. It's so good to hear your voice in the headphones because it's like listening to you on the radio, um, which is also another thing you do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I used to do. Now yeah. I just push buttons behind the radio. But I used to be like an on-the-microphone radio guy. You have the voice for it. I think it, I th- I think it carries well. Into- <laughs> Not then. It was, it was just mostly me being like, well, Matt Ryan's, uh, he says the N-word to mannequins. And then I'd get yelled at. I tried so hard to get blocked by Matt Ryan for the longest time. I would just tweet at him because his Twitter handle is MRyan02. So I would just yeah. tweet at him like I thought he was Meg Ryan <laughs> and ask about like, oh, how, how cool is fucking uh tom hanks how cool is he oh you got a new movie coming out and like i just <laughs> that's such a you angle to troll <laughs> yeah. someone yeah just be like you have to be I, a nerd about it i love what you do but it's not you you know <laughs> you were great on frazier <laughs> like yeah you really got him jeff <laughs> call him a fuck like everyone else <laughs> oh man yeah, I, I I should be meaner. I think. I think. Uh, no, I think, no, that wouldn't That's fit part you. Of my char- if you tried to be mean, I'd be like, stop, be like, stop! You fucking slap fucking you in the mouth, nice bitch. <laughs> yeah, piece of, I love how you like. Yeah, you fuck you for like following your dreams. Good for you, you bitch. Like, you probably come early, but at least like it's good that you're coming. It's good that you're having sex, and you're probably pleasing her and for you, at least yeah, that you, time. You, you probably hope that she came first. Yeah, so good for yeah, you. That's good. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I just. Can't be mean. No, like, be enough. you. <laughs> uh, that's why we love you, because you're not mean. You're oh, Jeff. Sweet. That's you. Jeff. Mm. Ba-ding. Boom. All right. Uh, so, uh, obviously, Simpsons Podcast, um, and uh, you 
like me are older than the Simpsons, where some of the few <laughs> and people, older than most people, <laughs> yeah, where some of the few people that exist uh, existed before the Simpsons. Yeah, isn't uh, it weird that there's an entire generation that that doesn't apply to? Yeah. Like, here's here's what made life, me feel old the, the other Simpsons day. Simpsons existed their whole life, and yeah. for us, that's not true, which is very weird. Yeah, well, uh, p- people that I root for in the NFL now were like born <laughs> after nine eleven, which <laughs> yeah, is crazy. Which is insane. Uh, but the other day I realized that I'd gotten old when some 22 year olds I work for were like, who is the Tostitos guy? Why am I supposed to know him? And they didn't know Jean-Claude Van Damme. You have a thing in your hand that has all the, div- all the answers in the you world. You Shazam commercials now. Yes. It's not just music. How do you not know who Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. is? I knew who Charles Bronson was yeah. and I didn't watch any of that motherfucker's movies. Right. That's, it always blows my mind like, when people are like, oh, I don't know who Paul McCartney is. And I was like, my fucking parent, like, I I knew that just because I paid attention. Yeah, I didn't world. have the internet. I was just aware in the world, yeah. so I knew what the Beatles were. Yeah, I don't understand how you don't know. I remember being in, like, I don't know, ninth grade or, or sophomore year in high school, and we were sitting at a table before school started, and there was a bunch of eighth graders, so not that much younger than us. And somebody referenced Vanilla Ice and they didn't know who he was. And I was like, are you fuck? how do you, you're only two years younger than me. Like, how do you not? Here's know my that? problem. And not to sound like the grouchy old guy that I am completely, <laughs> but the, the problem with the current generation is they were born with a device that has all the answers the entire in their hands and they have no curiosity. Yeah. So when I didn't, I wasn't around when Woodstock was around, but I knew about Woodstock. I knew who the Allman Brothers were. Right. Uh, I know who Vanilla Fudge is. Yeah, but I was born in 82. And I didn't, and I had to go to encyclopedias and shit to look up this information. You can just like look it up on the toilet, but they don't seem to have anything. You don't even have to type it. You can just, hey Siri, what's the thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I just activated hey Siri on my laptop. That's amazing. That's how easy it is. You don't the even devices. have to put effort into it. It just happens automatically. My 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 fucking God. iPad and my computer both reacted to that. My God identity damn. just got put on the dark web because of that goof. <laughs> uh, okay, so Simpsons started in eighty nine. You're uh, what did you say? I was born in eighty two. Yeah, I was born in eighty four. Uh, so we're roughly the same generation. Uh, so uh, what, like. How did you get it to Simpsons? Did you just were you did you watch on Tracy Ullman or did uh, you? yeah? Well, so yeah. I used to watch the Tracy Ullman show. Yeah, and on uh, Comedy but, Central or when it originally aired? No, on, on Fox. Okay, yeah. Um, and so I remember the Tracy Ullman show. Um, I don't know, like I don't remember the Simpsons from it, but I remember the Tracy Ullman right, show. Right. And then I remember when the Simpsons came out, it was like a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, when the Simpsons came out, it was a big deal to me. Because Fox was just a new network, kind of right. at the time. Yeah, they weren't even like broadcast. Uh, it was married with like, children. Yeah, it was, was like on thirty-eight or something like that. Yeah, it wasn't like eight or it wasn't a regular broadcast station. It, it wasn't the institution that it is now, right. basically. And so, like every show that came out was kind of exciting. Married with children was this new weird thing. Yeah, um, which is the thing I always felt like I shouldn't be watching. But my parents yeah, were like, felt no, we're going to, as a family, we're going to eat ice cream after dinner and watch Mary with Children. And yeah. I was like, this is... It felt like watching like, Cinemax. So yeah, exactly. Weirdly. Yeah. It's like, should I be watching this with my family? I don't know if this is okay. And, but, and, like, but that and The Simpsons sort of were in the same vein in that it was sending up all those 70s sitcoms that were 
popular yeah. with people that were probably watching Fox then, let's let's say 30s, 40s. Yeah. Um, but in this like smart new kind of nineties way. And, uh, and so married with children was, you know, hacky. It's, Oh, this guy yeah. and his children ooh, and his wife. We don't want to, Oh, the ball and chain Borat before Borat. Existed. Yeah. But he had like dirty jokes yeah. and it, it like, kind of gave an edge to it all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like which, there was, was a plot point in several episodes, which is like, yeah, I'm on the toilet for a while. Yeah. And that had to be some sort of political <laughs> statement that I was probably not nuanced right, enough yeah. to understand. I would assume, but then the Simpsons sort of took that same family institution thing. Um, but with that smart liberal sort in the, of in the way bend. that like Roseanne was of like, yeah, we're blue collar working family kind of thing. Like that idea of like, no, this isn't, you know, this rich family or whatever. It's like, the, yeah, the, I, I know a family that looks like this. Right. Exactly. And they just exist in the world. And like this is, yeah, they have to, they struggle for money sometimes. Yeah. So they might not have a Christmas this year. And, and, and like, that wasn't a comment. You, you made a tweet uh, a while back about how every eighties movie had some large Victorian home as yes, the centerpiece yeah, yeah. of the movie. And I remember not being able, I remember watching home alone. Mm hmm. As a kid and being like, fuck this kid. Yeah. This rich kid. Also, the dad, like, upset that the pizza, 12 pizza costs $144 right. or whatever. And it's like, you have a million dollar mansion. This is not a problem. I've also for eaten you. mac and cheese, not as a side, but as a meal for yeah. a month as a kid. Also, they have that much money and they're drinking Pepsi. Like, what the fuck? Get a fucking Coke. <laughs> yeah. Or like, get, yeah. Get some taste buds. Yeah. You can fucking, you can pay the full price for the Coke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so the, when those shows started coming out where the, the the protagonists were all you know kind of poor like us right that was that 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 was like a fun little turn right. martin i remember yeah. being on fox yeah. at the time and loving martin yeah um fox, also, fox do, was like, exciting characters and cool. too which was like another kind yeah. of new thing like nobody would like oh it's the same guy in the show but he's wearing a fucking wig yeah. and a dress just like, ernest yeah. ernest was the one blazing the trail before God, that yeah. Ernest getting his start from fucking Louisiana gas commercials. Like, the gas company is what Which I only found out from YouTube. Career. It's so, oh man, I remember when those would come on and then they were like, oh yeah, now he's, uh, in jail and, uh, d- dealing with scared stupid, like, you know, yeah. fighting trolls or whatever. Yeah. The, here's the thing about, uh, that is you never know where opportunity is going to come. Mm-hmm. I've spent, uh, you know, years trying to create content that I believe in. Right. And, uh, and trying to, to make things that I think people should see. The only things people have ever seen me on are, uh, being Boudreaux in a Boudreaux and Thibodeau commercial yeah, uh, for Judge Mathis. Judge Mathis, you and Lane Lanyon, which yes. is, it's a great commercial. It's very good. You know, when, when they said the script, I'm like, this is kind of funny. Yeah. It's, it, it was kind of like when I saw the commercial, I was like, this almost sounds like a thing that like you and Polk would be like, Hey, if we ever did like a commercial for like let's let's like bullshit a judge commercial. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, Yeah, we're drinking and driving. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a it, and yeah. so it was fun to, to film. But also, you know, not what I would want to present on the reel of me. <laughs> right. And then uh I was the boy who ate the most ice cream on Man vs. Yes, Food. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I just that episode I was uh, like rewatching episodes not too long ago and that one came up and I was like, ah, there's my boy right yep. there. Yep. Eating ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the two things everyone will know me for forever. <laughs> I think how I got into the Simpsons is just it was a cultural force. Uh and I enjoy anything that focuses on Homer Simpson. 
I think that's how I got into uh, into this episode that I chose here, uh, Homer the Heretic. Homer the Heretic. Uh, wait, first of all, by the way, everybody I scheduled for the podcast, every single one that has been chosen so far, except for one, is a Homer has Homer in the title. It has which, to because the early classic episodes that was one was great before like Simpson Mania happened, and then there was like, oh Bart, he skateboards and he's mean to his parents or yeah. whatever. But like the early before it was Homer like a meme. Stuff, yeah. Before a meme exactly, was a meme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was Bart went viral. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, the Homer stuff is like those are some of the best episodes. Uh, but yeah, Homer the Heretic. Uh, we'll play the opening clip of that right now. <sighs> Ah, another beautiful day in the womb. La 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 because uh, they like to be uh, uh, very verbose. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I here's what I love about Homer the Heretic. I love any episode that focuses on Homer because Homer represents sort of the id in all of us. I think like he's all of our worst instincts condensed into one person <laughs> that's somehow still lovable. Yeah. It's not like just a piece of shit who's unredeemable. Well, like I mean, how he has had a billion jobs over the last thirty years. And like he'll be like, oh, I want to fucking drive a snowplow, and he just does it. And like well, that's he's the, a like, selfish that's a feeling that we have drunk. a lot of times. Like, oh, I want to, I want to own a bar. Yeah, maybe I could do that and one he does day. It. And Homer just does it, and he somehow has his nuclear power plant job after the fact. But like, that's the beauty of animation. But yes. like, still, like, yeah, exactly. I think you're right with that. If like he's that guy that like can do. A thing. Like he, he's all of us. In a he way. represents every instinct we want to express but won't because that would get us banned from society yeah but in the safety of this cartoon it's great and so homer the heretic opens up with him in the womb having a great time Mm -hmm. and just sort of like having to deal with being bored no responsibility and then he's in the real world yeah and that sort of sets the tone for the whole episode. Yeah. He's born leg first also, which yeah. is a very, like, <laughs> yes. sets the tone for his life. That's yeah. really, uh, one of the things, uh, the chalkboard, uh, gag for this episode, uh, when Bart's writing on the chalkboard is, uh, I will not defame New Orleans, uh, oh, which I is for, I after the, uh, the episode before this, which was a streetcar named March, yeah. where apparently, yeah, and everyone, everyone in New Orleans was pissed off. And I remember that was like on the front page of the Times Picayune was mm-hmm. a full color picture of Bart writing on the chalkboard that said, I will not defame New Orleans. And like, I remember watching the episode and like, I just thought it was funny. I mean, obviously we're talking about a different episode now, but like, I remember thinking it was funny. It was good. And then I remember people being mad about it. And then when I saw that in the newspaper, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be mad about this. Yeah, I'm glad they apologized. Well, when you're a kid, you're mad about what the adults are mad at because they told you to be right. And that was uh, was that like eighty? How do I say this is season four? So this would be like ninety three. Yeah. So I was like third grade or something like that. I was eleven. Yeah, yeah. So it's ninety three. So I would have been like eight ish, uh, eight or nine, and like. Yeah, just yeah, exactly. I was just mad because like my parents were mad. I'm like, I don't yeah. know, but I was like, yeah, that that New Orleans episode. Uh, I remember I lived in Alabama still at the time, mm. 
Um, but it, uh, it still made enough national news to right. where I remember, and my mom had ties to New Orleans and was from Louisiana. So sure. like she was all pissed off about it. So yeah, that I, I had no idea that that was the chalkboard <laughs> gag. I'd completely forgotten, yeah. but they are, that's a very specific. Yeah. And crystallized like, moment in time for yeah. me. Yeah. I just remember that being on the front page of the newspaper. And like, I was excited because I was At like, oh my K God, the Simpsons are on the front page of the paper. <laughs> and I was like, this is so cool. And my parents were like, it's bad. I'm like, it's, no, it's okay. I but guess. It's, it's New Orleans. It says New Orleans yeah, on the news. Like, we're good. Fucking, no such thing as bad press, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, it opens up with Homer in the womb. And yeah, and actually, I didn't even put that together until you just said it right now about how, like, Oh, before you're born, like you have not, or even right after you're born as a child, like you have nothing to worry about. Everything is great. You don't have to worry about politics or, uh, or religion, which the episode attacks here or not attacks, but, uh, addresses. Or breathing air. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're exposed to you that. You don't have to worry about eating. Yeah. Like that's all done. You don't Just have to worry about shitting. tube, man. You can do everything. Everything's all taken care of for you. Yeah. And. Just yeah. shitting the liquid you're breathing, bro. And he's just singing and dancing in the womb. Yeah. And that's, that's, oh God. And then it drains. And yeah. then that's how he's introduced to yeah. reality. And that's Legs sort of sets first. The tone like he for doesn't the show. even know what's happening until his head is out. And so his legs are experiencing the world before he even fucking does. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, I think it's, it's a great introduction to the show. And also the, the just the, the whole, Here's the thing. There are shows with better gags, more laughs, uh, funnier lines. But what makes, I think, this my favorite episode is the whole episode is about the comfort of not having to do something mm-hmm. that you didn't want to do at the last minute. Yeah. It could be church. It could be school. It could be a comedy show. Canceling plans yeah, to di- go hang out with somebody at a bar or whatever. Anything. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. Is the id expressed in this episode yeah. by Homer? I don't remember. I just what, don't want to. What comic has a joke, but about like, uh, I think it might be John Mulaney, but like canceling plans is like heroin, where it's, <laughs> it's like you just like, it's, I forget who it is, but like, it's like, oh my God, when you just can't, you're like, I have to do all this shit. And you're just like, oh no, I could just fucking sit at home and watch TV. <laughs> I can best. have a beer. It's great. And, and, and like the, 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 the fact that this episode just leans into that feeling. Mm-hmm. Is what makes it so excellent. Like he has to pee in bed and doesn't want to get out of bed. Yeah. How many times have we wrestled with that? Oh my god. The Relatable number, comedy. There's so many times I've like woken up and I'm like, I gotta I like it's I drank so much last night, I have to piss right now. But I'm like, but if I get out of bed, then I have to start the day. So yeah. if I just stay yeah, in bed, I'm up. I'm not gonna fall asleep again because I have to piss so bad. But like if I get up and walk to the bath the ten feet to the bathroom. That's your meditation. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I look at that as meditation. Like when I'm just like <laughs> reading Twitter and yeah. like I got to pee, but my Catch feet haven't hit the, the floor yet. That shower scene in Homer the Heretic is oh, me with the birds? all the time. No, the opening shower oh, the scene opening where it's just like there, his family's in the freezing cold yes. of the church. The furnace oh, is busted. He's They're freezing. He's in the bit. hot shower mm-hmm. listening to music. Every time my wife is that's at work, a shower beer basically. That's exactly, yeah. and that's the philosophy. I want to be as happy as Homer is in that one little clip where just his mouth is open and the shower mm-hmm. water's hitting him in that scene. That's that's what I strive to be. That's my <sighs> zen. So when my wife's at work and I just have a shower beer and yeah, listen to some 
ACDC in, in the shower, <laughs> play some air guitar and some yeah. hot water. I'm trying to capture that moment in Homer the Heretic. Yeah. That's where it got implanted in my brain, I think, like, how good is, that could be. And I think that's a thing that like Homer kind of embodies through most of the, like I'd say, like the first 10 seasons of the show, too. It's just, it's like, they even had the Do What You Feel Festival. <laughs> you know, it's right. just like, it's like, yeah, you should just live your life. The hell sermon and threats of hell reminds me of what I remember church being as a Baptist in Alabama. Like, it wasn't inspirational. It was just, you're supposed you're to gonna, be here. You're going to burn if you mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> it was a threat. Was, every Sunday, it was me, my mom, and my sister went to church. And my dad stayed at home and never went. And I never super questioned it. But then, like, as I got older, I was like, well, why does dad get to stay home? Why yeah. do we have to go do this? And, like, it, it, that's kind of the Homer thing. Like, the, like even Bart's like, why, you know, oh, Homer gets to stay at home. And, and here's the here's what I think the, the, the real overarching story of that episode I've found to be true in, in my life just from experience is that those vacations from responsibility mm-hmm. are necessary. Yes. Like, when you have a day that off of work or off of school that you didn't expect day. and you just get to spend it – Eating fattening food mm-hmm. and playing air guitar in the shower. Yeah. It's, you will remember that day for 10 years, but if you have it every day, it mm-hmm. makes you mentally ill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you just are home, I, and I am home all the time right. because of my job. Yeah. Same. And everyone's at work. And I just find myself like, you know what? I'm going to live every day like that. Yeah. After like the first <laughs> week, you're sort of like, what am I doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> this, it's not even fun anymore. No, Mary Devin buying me a robe for my birthday was like the best and worst decision because I was like, well, now I'm not getting dressed anymore. I'm just yeah. going to wear the robe. And now with Mardi Gras happening, the fucking high school uh, Kennedy nearby, like around like three o'clock, they'll start like practicing for Mardi Gras parades and just are marching down the street, like playing marching band stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to go on my front porch crack open a beer and watch this marching band walk in front of my house. And it's like this little break. And I'm just like, this is like my own parade. This is amazing. Yeah. I love this. Like the the thing is like, at the, at the end of the episode, you know, it, it sort of ends up as, you know, Homer wants to live this derelict life, not have to do anything he wants. Every day sort of becomes meaningless. And you could almost say there's some conservative message because he ends up just going back to church to right. appease the wife. But I think there's something to be said in that. Like, I don't believe in religion, but I do believe in structure. Yeah. I think it's important. I'm a big rules guy. So like if you I'm like mm, and this I'm is not, what I have to do. But I believe in ritual. Yeah. And so him just going to church at the end, just for some structure, so that asleep. when that day happens <laughs> Exactly, even yeah. if you don't mean it, right. makes those days where you don't have to meaningful. But if you do it all the time, it, yeah, you need a little bit of structure for someone else. Right, you can't right. just be a piece of shit for yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. That's sort of like what I've found, like being married and being like just being a human being um, in the world. You sort of realize to to not be viewed as a sociopath you can't be such a selfish shit. Yeah, sometimes you got to do some shit you don't want to do. You gotta you gotta break the cycle and just like do yeah. something different. But like- even in the, in the episode, he meets God. Yeah, I love the I love the little things in that episode, like the cat God. rubbing up against God's leg, and that God has five fingers, but no one else in the Simpsons yeah. does. Like just those little things. And like, even God was like, "Eh, yeah, I get it. It's fine." And so it's not about belief and being religious at the end of the show. It's about just do some stuff you don't want to yeah. do every now that, and then, mm. and it makes you a better person. 
I like I like that that's your your take on this. That's what I got. It's out like of no, it. I mean I agree. Like I like watching it. Uh, it it's just a fun episode. It's it's written well. It's it's delivered well. Uh, but because uh, most of my notes were like <laughs> this joke was cool. But like I actually really like thinking about like how like it actually and I think that's the f- subconscious thing of why I love The Simpsons is that they do affect you in this way in this kind of subconscious way. Of, there are like, big themes and dumb jokes. Yeah. Um, you know, him laying on the couch, uh, Homer at one point just saying, you know, everyone is dumb except me. He had alienated everyone in the yeah. town in that episode by like, making fun I of their religion. And he had figured it out and then yeah. he sets the house on fire. Mm-hmm. And at the end, everyone he had alienated helps him. Yeah. And it, it's sort of like, you know, everyone that you think of as a dumb yokel. Right. They're still basically good people, like, no matter what their belief system, because the Hindu, the Jewish clown, mm-hmm. the reverend, yeah. his next door neighbor who was trying to convert him, they all come yeah. back to help him. And it's sort of like a non-religious thing. Yeah. At the end, it's just sort of, you know, people are basically good and you can be a piece of shit to people, but they still right. want to help you. And maybe you should just do some stuff you don't want to do every yeah, now and every then. Yeah, every once in a while. And it'll make you better. And you have to do. Exactly, and then the things yeah. that, and then when you get those vacations, the reason it felt like a vacation is because it was a vacation. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's just a, it's a very comforting episode. There's so many cozy moments in well, that. Well, even like in the beginning where, uh, you think it's going to be like the standard, like, uh, he, they do the like risky business thing where he's like in his underwear the first time he skips church and he like slides across, but he's not listening to uh, what is the fucking song from Risky Business? Risky Business. Yeah, that song. It's Who Wears Short Shorts? And it's like Homer is, he's like doing this thing of like, I'm free. I can do whatever I want. And he takes you to that level where he's listening to who wears short shorts while he's doing the risky business. And he's not even doing the scene from the movie though, accurately. He's just having fun. And it's like, this is the song I want to listen to while I'm in my own. It's funny how we interpret that bit differently. I hated that bit as a kid because yeah. I thought it was like a forced joke. I'm like, oh, they're trying oh, to think like, be like, actually, the he wears You're short shorts. This, so we're going to give you that. To me, the funniest parts of that episode are the little things. Like at one point, Marge is at the edge of the bed praying uh, for Homer's soul. Yeah. And Homer's horny. Right. And he's just mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. touching her hair. Come to bed, mm-hmm. Marge. And you just see his fingers touching her hair. And she just looks at him exasperated and keeps praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, come to bed. And then he just falls asleep. Right. That little touching the hair while she's praying is so funny to me. So much more than like the... the. There are some jokes that are just jokey jokes right, in right. that episode. At one point, um, <coughs> the... Uh, janitor guy is trying to get the door open yeah, and the yeah. reverend's like how's it coming and he's like well, you know medicals are your department reverend yeah. like that's such a it's joke also joke. the fact that he and wasn't not in funny the church to me. at the beginning but then they're snowed in and it's like oh now you're suddenly here like yeah. that's my favorite thing about the simpsons is that they'll just put a character in because they're like because it's a good joke. joke would only be good if this character says yeah. it and we're not even going to explain why Mo is in the living room at the Simpsons house, but we're just going to put it there because that joke's only funny if he. They says were great it. at writing for the character. Yeah, in the and, early days, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, actually, so that was another thing. Uh, like when Homer's watching TV and he's watching, uh, and it's like the Three Stooges, and Hank Azaria is voicing Mo from the Three Stooges, but he also voices Mo on the Simpsons and. 
it's not really a joke, but it's a nice little like subtle thing of like, he's kind of the same character in a way. It's like, he wants to be in charge, but also he's like, ah, he's a dumb idiot. You know, it's like, it's the same character in a way. Uh, I, I was trying to think of what my favorite, what my favorite line from that episode might be. And it's, it's, it's towards the end. Everyone is stupid except me. I have thought so many times when I'm just grilling ribs in the middle of the day. (laughs) But I think my favorite interchange might be at one point, Reverend Lovejoy is just sort of like, and Jewish and miscellaneous. (laughs) And uh, Apu Apu says, "Uh, Hindu, there are 700 million of us. And he goes, oh, that's swell. (laughs) Like, it's sort of woke, but it's sort of dismissive at the same time. And I sort of loved how they struck that balance. Yeah, it's just like, also, in later episodes, you can see they don't really address it, but you can see Apu is sitting in the congregation at the Baptist church <laughs> yeah. or whatever they are. Like, it's, it's just very funny. There's like, at some point, he's like, yeah, fuck it. I, I'll, I give in. Like, I have my shrine in the Quickie Mart, but he tries I to feed go. a peanut to Ganesh <laughs> yeah. in the episode. Oh, God. It's so disrespectful, <laughs> but it's also. So- no one gave a fuck back yeah. then, so I guess it was okay. Because I mean, it's funny. Because <laughs> what it's doing is it's just it, it's acknowledging that Homer doesn't get religion at all. He, he doesn't get. Well, his he doesn't own. respect anyone because yeah, he, he, he disrespects yeah, he respect Jewish people, Hindus, none of it, Christian. So he has to do that. It's not them making fun of being Hindu. It's showing yes. that Homer just doesn't give a shit about and that's religion. the thing there are so many little bits if you just looked at them in a, on a microscope yeah they would seem shitty and almost like right wing right. on the simpsons yeah, yeah but in the bigger lens of it they're presenting the right picture and i think it's satire they're showing it in a stupid light so you're like dirt should be but you're like oh no they're pointing out how stupid it is to think that so yeah uh, oh also one of the things in that uh episode was the volunteer fire department was just like what it was uh principal skinner apu uh i think like lenny was it it's just like this like all these people like in the volunteer fire department and i love that like they're the ones bailing out homer and it's like all of the people that homer fucks over yeah. in every single episode and you touched on that like of like yeah they're all generally good yeah 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 we do have another simpsons episode to talk about uh do you have anything more about homer the heretic uh um you know i think i touched on all the big stuff there was um something Oh yeah. Oh, here's what I here's why I started rambling about hometowns and liberals yeah. and conservatives. It wasn't just to be a grousing old man. Um, That's what we love before. Here, here's what I here's what I love about that episode. The the way that he uh, shits on everybody in that town and they still come together to help him. <laughs> I have arguments with friends of mine who have never lived outside of a city. Yeah. In their whole lives, they've never I've, lived in a small town. I mean, the only place I lived outside of. Orleans Parish is Metairie, so yeah, I've basically but that's only still lived basically here. a city. Yeah, I mean, I've that never, was a big city for yeah. where I'm from, and so um, I think we're so divided because like everyone just moves to the city and forgets. They just think of like the people in the towns as just mm-hmm. the, a homogenous they. And I and I'm guilty of that too. I mean, right. my hometown is a bunch of people that I completely disagree with politically, but if I broke down on the side of the road. Every single one of them would stop to help me jump my car or change right, my right. tire. They're all good people mm-hmm. at their heart. And I think yeah. it, it is easy to forget that like yeah. now. And this was 
made in a very different time. <laughs> sure, this is uh, um, 93 or whatever yeah. you're saying, yeah. But um, it, it really does still strike that same chord uh, in me that, that, you know, if you come from a shitty place full of idiots, they would all probably still help you. Like, you don't have to agree with someone for them to... We shouldn't write off people as pieces of shit. I'm st- I'm trying to make that more of a lesson for myself. If I disagree with someone, or I think they're kind of corny, right. or they try to be funny and they're not, and they annoy me, maybe it's not that big a deal. Maybe they're not a piece of shit. Right? Maybe like I just they're just not my person. And and so that episode, you know, as as selfish and shitty as Homer is, and as much as he alienates everyone around mm-hmm. him for religion, he was racist. Yeah. And and he, uh, you know, completely disrespected everyone. And I think a lot of people that that we feel like we've maybe slighted, the same thing applies. Like in times of need, if your house were on fire, right. it'd probably help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And most people are basically good. To that end, uh, there is that joke at the end of the episode where uh, after because uh, Ned Flanders is in the uh, volunteer fire department, <laughs> yeah, and Homer's like, "Oh, thank you for putting out the fire," and Ned's like. Oh, no problem, neighborino. Uh, I'm sure you would do the same for me. And Homer's like, yeah. And they cut to like him imagining like sitting in a hammock, drinking lemonade while Ned Flanders' house is on fire and he's screaming for help. And he's just like, <laughs> and then like they cut away, <laughs> which is so great. Like it's such a good joke. But not, and again, not, it's not it's to what put you would damper on your on on your point. But here's but like, the, here's the bigger point, Homer's. Here's what we started with. He's still idiot. the id. Yeah, and it's exactly what you would think. And maybe you wouldn't say the yeah. joke out loud, but they made it, and it was in your head, yeah. and that's why you're like, Homer's my dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, nah, yeah, that guy kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> even though he's really nice and has lent you countless pieces of yard equipment and stuff right. like that. Everything, and like, you wish him well, but yeah. fuck him, man. Yeah. And it's okay to wish someone well, but also be like, eh, fuck that yeah. guy. Uh, so you want to move on to the later season episode? Yeah, yeah. All right, so this oh, is... God. Oh, this Jesus Christ. Thing. Season 19, episode 11. Uh, what year was this made in? 2008. God, uh, this seems so much more recent. Like, it yeah. seems like so tone deaf and recent. The title is That 90s Show. It's actually the last... So season 19 is the last... Four by three aspect ratio season. 20 was when they went to HD 16 by nine, which I will say from what I've watched of the newer stuff, I feel like that was kind of a turning point for him. And I feel like 19 is that like no one was really watching us so we could do whatever the fuck we want. And we're still going to collect a million dollars per paycheck or whatever. Right. Uh, but this episode in particular, and as I mentioned in the first one and the format of this, this the new episode that the guests and I have to watch is entirely chosen by random. I wrote a very short program to just randomly select a season and an episode, and it's almost too on the nose that this episode was chosen for Joe because as I was watching it uh, without you, and then we watched it right before after a night of drinking. Uh, it's it's bad. It's. <sighs> Here's the thing, I you know I I want to believe you, uh, but I also know you're a software guy, and I'm convinced that you hacked my phone or computer and somehow built an algorithm 
to find out what fucking annoys me. <laughs> yeah. And then you built a perfect Simpsons episode. I just read your Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Rosetta Stone of me. And then you made you created a Simpsons episode that you knew would piss me off the most. Because and it, holy shit, effective. Yeah. yeah. It's I mean like even me as a big softy and like I'm a type of guy who can like uh you know, well, you know, Miss well or whatever. Even me, when I was watching it the other day to prepare for this episode, I was just mad. Like, <laughs> like it's funny because you can tell how far into the episode my notes are because I got more drunk watching it because I was like, I just need to be able to handle watching this goddamn episode. Yeah. So I, you know, I fell off of watching The Simpsons pr- pretty well before this well, uh, regularly. If you had a guess, like, what was the last season you watched regularly? Like 2000, whatever year 2001 or two was okay so 9-11 was your yeah probably around (laughs) your touchdown you know well around (laughs) then is when i you know moved off of my own moved to orlando never had cable right didn't keep up you know and then like after you don't have cable for a few years it's sort of like well nah fuck it 2001 2002 that would be like season 12 ish somewhere around there which yeah that sounds that's pretty standard for i think most people it's yeah. around like 10 11 12 is where people started teetering. and so like this watching the newer episodes any any season newer than that is is pretty alien to me but this this episode struck me as so different in tone from yeah homer the heretic in that um there was well, no point <laughs> well there's no point it's just a bunch of shoehorned in jokes and it also you know, it's Family not, Guy was a ripoff of The Simpsons. I was just about but, to say, it was almost like they were trying to do a Family Guy episode yeah. by like, let's make as many 90s references as possible. I actually, like I have, Cutaways. one of my notes is too many references, question mark. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just too much. It's, it doesn't have that. Cause even. This seemed like when they started to rip off Family Guy, yes. instead of Family Guy ripping them mm-hmm. off, you could sort of see like, oh, they're trying to keep up because yeah. they saw the DVD sales like, of Family well, Guy. You should reference Zima because that's yeah. a thing. And like, fucking, no, first of all, that's hardly a 90s reference. No one gives a shit. Like, right. but like, but also it was like Zima, Seinfeld, uh, it like, it was like four references back to back where it was just like, Fucking come on. There's so much Tell difference in tone. Like Homer the Heretic feels like a warm blanket. You wrap around like it's like a snow day in. Early it feels nice. Had heart. Yeah. Heart and then this it. one it just feels like funny and heart, but this just is just jokes. This seems like your phone collected information on you and fed you a bunch of ads. Yeah. That Jeff Bezos wrote this episode. Yeah, just like, disguised as to Alexa for uh, and and the Simpsons also started to suck once it became self-referential. Yeah, they it, referenced Futurama in this episode, which is just like yes, they reference Futurama and they reference and sort of that breaking down the fourth wall. Well, what was that two-minute break for yeah, the commercial? Right. When, when like, the Simpsons wall breaks was, are fine to a degree, if it, like, but that is just referencing the we're a TV show, which yeah. like that's not funny. Yeah, and we know. Yeah, like, especially now. It's not a future-proof joke because we watched it streaming with limited commercials on the FX app. And then it was like, Mom, why don't you stop talking for two and a half minutes? And it's like, it was three seconds. Like, What's I such know, a like, humble brag that they think they can get away with that shit? Yeah. It's like, it, you know what? That was corny fucking after Reservoir Dogs right. or whatever the <laughs> yeah. fuck. Like, just fuck off. And so when The Simpsons got self-referential, 
when they started ripping off Family Guy instead of Family Guy ripping them off. And then in this episode, they completely rewrite the history of the show, yes. which of the all fan bases. They shot the cannon out of the cannon. <laughs> like it's, it's gone. Yeah. I mean, just the simple fact that, so they wrote, so obvi- I guess we should kind of talk about the plot of the episode because I imagine most people haven't seen it. But the idea is that it's Christmas. Why would you? The heat, yeah. The heat is out. So, and they start burning random things in the fireplace to keep warm because the heat's not working. And they open up a box and they find Marge's uh, college diploma. So Lisa is like, oh, I didn't know you went to college. And so they talk about how Marge and Homer went to Springfield University together and da da da, which apparently Lisa does the math, which is kind of a fourth wall break, which is kind of okay because it's like, Oh, when would they have gone? But then they're like, oh, it would have, been, it was in the 90s. And Bart's like, the 90s? I've never heard of that. Cause it's like, yeah, he was eight years old in 1989. Yeah, if, and if like, you're a fan of the show, you know, the whole decor of their house is built on the 70s aesthetic and like early 80s aesthetic. Right. Um, the whole, you know, basis, all the original shows were about how they met in the early 80s, late 70s. Right. Um, and the fact that Homer's sensibilities are what they are. He loves classic rock and beer. And, right. You know. Yeah. He, uh, the uh, Which actually super ties into this episode, which we can get into in a little bit. But the Homer Palooza episode, when he's bringing yeah. the kids to school and he's talking about Jefferson Airplane and like, you know, the evolution the of The bands of his band. day. Yeah, exactly. And like. Why can't he just be that? We understand it's a cartoon and they don't have to age. But right. can we just keep the timeline consistent? Like yes. Homer's an old fuddy-duddy who loved classic rock. Not like a grunge dude. Right. And the kids well, were born in, in the 2000s. The episode with, uh, what is his name? Artie Fink, uh, voiced by, um, uh, oh my God, why can't I think of his goddamn name? Uh, acting, um, uh, goddamn, I can't think of his name. Uh, <sighs> oh, uh, John Lovitz. John Lovitz, yes. Yeah. Voiced by him. It's a great episode when Homer and Marge go to prom together. Well, she's, you know, yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. goes with Marge. But the whole reason Marge has the updo, the tall hair, is from that prom episode. That's how she got her hair fixed for prom. So that was senior year, let's say, of high school. And then this episode, when she's in college, she has like a short, like, she has the Rachel, the fucking, you know, friends haircut, the short bob yeah. and straight. And it's like, no, the whole. You already gave us the origin story of the tall hair, a thing that we've always just like accepted. And then you had that one episode. It's like, oh, her hair used to be long and straight. And then for prom, she had this. And now you just undid that. Yeah, and, and here's my thing. I am not like, I hate nerd shit. Like, I don't like Star sure. Wars or any of that. I don't like fucking sticking to canon and timelines. Right. And I've never been that dude about The Simpsons. I have no idea what half the references in later episodes, what their origin was. That said, the whole aesthetic of the show is built on that they are 70s, late 70s parents. Yes. And regardless of what previous episodes said about their history, whatever, the whole identity is that she has a beehive hairdo because she's kind of an old fuddy-duddy holdover. And that their house is kind of tacky because it's... some fucking like almost yeah. a millennial yes. in the 90s. It doesn't make short sense. Bob hair. So I'm not a big nerd about like keeping the canon and timelines. Yeah, you can that fuck said, with that. That's fine. But. This episode is so egregiously fucked up in terms of 
what the Simpsons are. It's like it's like they asked somebody to write an episode of The Simpsons who had only seen like two episodes of The Simpsons. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't feel like anybody had. It, it was like Matt Groening went on vacation for a week and then they wrote an episode. Like well, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. And, and the problem is, if you're going to do a '90s episode, usually it's a nostalgia piece. Right. They present the '90s as such an unlovable. Mm-hmm sort of a finger to the 90s instead of an ode to it that there's no lovability to the episode no it's just sort of like hey remember everything that sucked about the 90s hey remember kurt loader where we got him the voice himself uh oh zima uh fucking like but also they're skewer like homer is a grunge band guy obviously built on kurt cobain Hey, remember how the whole punchline of this episode blew his fucking yeah. brains out? Like it's like, oh, but Homer's thing is that he has diabetes and not a heroin fucking addiction. It's yeah. like, okay. Like it's funny. I'm like, sure. If you want to make a joke about Homer having a heroin addiction, fucking make a joke about her- heroin addiction. There's with Homer, no joy no. in that episode. And no. that's the thing. A lot of episodes a lot of things are about atmosphere. The right. atmosphere of Homer the Heretic is that snow day in, that cozy, warm, Every, getting away from all, all your responsibilities. cohesive. The whole atmosphere of that 90s show is corporate shillism, trying to keep up with Family Guy, it's shoehorning in a bunch of bullshit. It's show fo- just in the title. Like, yeah, and, and also just, it, it seems like... <laughs> There is nothing to glom onto that you want to keep right. watching the episode for. It's so cynical, and there's no joy in it. Right. This sucked about the 90s. He was a piece of mm-hmm. shit. Uh, hey, remember how Kurt Cobain blew his head yeah. off? There's nothing fun about no, that it's episode. Not, it's not even a nostalgia piece for the 90s. They're reminding you about the shit parts. And like, also... The fact that, like, we touched on that about, like, uh, how it, like, undoes previous episodes. Homer being in a grunge band completely makes the Homer Palooza episode, like, which is a classic exist, episode. Which is so good. Everyone, like, even if you've only kind of watched The Simpsons, you know that episode. Yeah. And the fact that he didn't know, like, that scene where, like, he meets Billy Corgan and he's like, oh, Billy Corgan smashing pumpkins. And he Homer makes fun Simpson of how sad their music politely. was. Yeah. And he makes fun of that. So he didn't even know who all these fuck. We're supposed to believe because of this that '90s episode show episode that Homer was in a grunge band, but then was part of essentially Lollapalooza and didn't know grunge bands. Like, no, you weren't the most popular grunge band. And don't, you don't know who Smashing Pumpkins were. Like, you don't know that. Like, you yeah. can't. That doesn't make sense. And I know, like, oh, their universe is different than ours, but it's like, no, because if you're injecting part of our real world into this universe, you got to make, and also just in your own fucking Simpsons universe, it's got to make sense. You know what and this felt like? It, you ever watch those space shows or those any anything with Neil deGrasse Tyson? They talk about how your cells regenerate and they die off, and how right. basically the hand that you have now is not the hand you had 10 right, years because, ago. Yeah, because your cells have regenerated so many times over 30 years or whatever. That's what this episode felt like. It's yes, The Simpsons. Yes. But it's not The Simpsons from was, 10 years ago. I don't know if Jacob and I actually talked about it earlier, but we talked about it after the after the episode, uh, that it feels like a um, like a reboot, almost. Like, the newer season just Well, it's so like tone deaf. The, the yeah. way they present... So, they're very self-aware about that sort of liberal guy who uses 
uh, coded language mm-hmm. to not offend, yeah, but like is also a creep. Who's like he's woke, but like yeah. he's like still like kind of like trying to coax this young girl to yeah, sleep with them. Yeah, the woke predator. Yeah. They were very aware. And this is 2008. Yeah. And so I'd say that's pretty well ahead of a lot of the right. stuff that's Which come like, out. And there's so much. And some of that was good because it was like, yeah, there's this guy who's like, oh, women are equal and that, and that. But he's trying to lure her away from her boyfriend and like take advantage of her using his power as a professor and her as a student. Which is... You know, that's an interesting thing to touch on, but mm-hmm. like, it just seemed like they didn't really explore that in a way that was meaningful. It was just like, hey, this exists. And that, and that's sort of where they fall short on this one. It's, that's a very specific thing that's very on the nose mm-hmm. and very aware. But at the same time, they present all liberals as dudes who like Yanni and whale noises right. yeah, and the are whale vegan. Music? Like what the fuck? Like so it, that like that half of it is so tone deaf. Yeah. it almost negates how spot on they were about the rest of yes, it. Yes, yes. So for every good they did in that episode, they completely unraveled it with mm-hmm. cynicism and just being kind of tone deaf. Yeah. Instead of being like a nostalgia piece and an ode to the '90s, they just shit on everything that sucked about it. Instead of being very aware about how predatory some of these, you know, woke language dudes can be, it became like, hey, you know how all liberals are vegans and love trees? I will say one of the things that is more or less consistent is that, like, every time Moe or Krusty shows up as a side character uh, in the newer episodes, they have, like, that one liner that they're going to throw out. Cause like we we're talking about, like they'll write a joke for that character and they're like, well, we just need Mo to be here. Yeah. And they still kind of do that, but that even fell flat here. And I can't remember what Mo's joke. Oh, Mo had the, yeah, he has, a it was cigar a cigar bar. bar. Yeah. They acted like yuppies were a thing of the nineties. Yeah. Like you remember the eighties, like, you know, cigar bars at least have whiskey. Like yeah. they have booze. It's not. And that's the thing. Just the overarching cynicism of this episode. It's so in contrast to the optimism of Homer, the heretic, right? It sort, it, it sort of shows how much it's still the Simpsons. It's not really the Simpsons yeah, anymore. It's, it's not how I remember the but... Simpsons. The, the, the feel and the point of the episode is completely changed. Yes. Instead of like trying to make us embrace an idea. Now it's, Remember how that thing sucks? Mm-hmm. And that and then the episode ends. Yeah. And that's it. No, honestly, I can't I can't even remember. I, I've watched it twice in the last three days. I watched it tonight, right before we did the podcast, and I watched it like two days ago. And I cannot tell you exactly how that episode uh, ends. Yeah, it ends it they're, they're, they're a family. Yeah, it's like uh eh, yeah. Yeah, it's like the guy who was fixing the it could, okay. So it's I, an well, empty joke. It's just a hit piece yeah. for a decade we kinda should miss. I will say the the way the episode starts and the way it kind of ends, from what I remember, uh, did feel like an old Simpsons episode when they would do like a clip episode where like, so the whole thing is like, oh, the heat's out. So right. now we need a we need an impetus for this story to unfold. And there's the guy who's fixing the heat and like he's fixing the thermometer and the, the thermostat and he's like. Oh, I could tell a story about a woman right. who I loved and lost. And they're like, no, nah, we're doing our own thing. I'm like, okay, that's pretty much like the clip episodes that they've done before. It kind of feels Simpson-y a little bit. But then everything between those, like, essentially bumpers was just 
garbage. There was nothing there. And well, the Simpsons have always packed a ton of jokes into their episodes. It's because right. they have smart writers. But the the difference is, um, and look, and I was talking about some of the the jokes in Homer the Heretic that felt kind of forced. They're jokey jokes. Yeah. But at least there was a reason. There was a vehicle for them. If in the in that '90s show, the jokes just all sort of seem like spitballs being thrown from the back of the room. They're, they're yeah, not. Like they had like uh, their fucking you know index cards on the bulletin bar- board in the writing room. They're like, well, we haven't found an episode where this fits, but it's a reference to a '90s thing, so let's put it in this episode. Let's yeah. just make an episode about the '90s because we had these '90s jokes. That There's no fun to be place. had in it. It's not. Yeah. It's not a fun episode. No, it's not. Like, there's no, there's no heart. There's no overt humor. Like, there's a couple of times where, like, you and I, like, laugh through our noses. Like, like. And it was only at the Homer lines. Exactly. Yeah. Which. And, Dan and, Castellano and, still. You, can you know what sucks character. about that episode, and 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 it's the complete. It's it's what shows the difference between the two. In Homer the Heretic, Homer's Homer's always the heel. Yeah. He's always the one that's wrong. Mm-hmm hilariously often but in homer the heretic he's wrong and through that you sort of learn through his wrongness how good everyone around him is right right in that 90s show homer's just a piece of shit uh all the things that make him lovable in other episodes just make him look like a dumb yokel in this one yeah and there's Which nothing redeemable in it to even do like oh towny yeah. Which is like, okay, like, sure, fine, whatever. This is, but here's the thing. Uh, in, um, Homer goes to college. He goes to that exact same university to get his nuclear physics degree or just nuclear physics 101. And he does fine there. I mean, okay, he doesn't pass or whatever, but like he assimilates well enough where it's like, and those people aren't so like, Ugh. and then granted, sure. So it's like, I know that was years later that he ends up going there. It's, you know, I guess you could argue it was the 2000s, I guess, when he went. But, like, which doesn't make sense. I also think that they projected a lot of, like, year 2000s snobbery onto the 90s that Mm -hmm. didn't really exist. Right. There wasn't a, I mean, yuppieism existed, I guess, since the 80s and and before that to some degree. But uh, they acted like the 2000s sort of, like, small plates and cigar bar. I yeah. feel like that was a thing of the 90s. Right. And I'm like, I think your your resentment well, for that, now is kind of bleeding into yeah. your idea of what there the were 90s th- were. Like, Here's the problem with that episode. It feels like a clips episode and it's yes. not. Yes, because they they open and close it like they did like with the Troy McClure clip episode like where he's like, "Oh, yeah." yeah. And it's like it's great. It's fine. It's a clip episode who gives a shit. They did it after like 100 episodes. That's fine. Not like I just remembered this today. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air did a clip episode, episode eight, the eighth episode. So they just showed clips from the first seven episodes, which is <laughs> kind of very baller. funny. That's yeah, kind of great. That's pretty great. Like it's like it's like oh hey, you remember the how good these seven episodes were? They did a clip episode. That's good. Uh, yeah, but like they did that. It was formatted that way, and. I would have rathered season 19, what is it, episode 11, had been a clip episode of the last five seasons. Because, A, didn't watch them. Yeah. So, give me, yeah, give me an update. Like, yeah, it just felt, or like a, it felt like a treehouse of horrors, mm-hmm. but 
it was supposed to be the real chronology. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just sort of felt like, yeah, just throw this together. And then at the end, Mm. and they're a family now. So who gives a shit? Which, I mean, a lot of episodes do like, you know, a lot of episodes do happen that way where they're like, okay, we wrapped up uh, the A plot and the B plot, uh, but we don't really have a way for them to wrap up together. So we're just going to be like, they're in the living room together and they laugh about it. Yeah, but then we had Bart. Yeah, exactly. And then like Homer will be like, oh, and like whatever or something. He'll also in that in that show, they do tend to use like and then we had a kid as an excuse to just stay a family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, boy, thank God he accidentally knocked her up because that's the reason to <laughs> which is exactly stay what together in this. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I thought I was the mis-. and it's like, okay, and that's sort of the moral of the story of and, this one. And not only that, they've made that joke about Bart being a mistake yeah. so many times. Yeah, it's already been the catalyst. And that's why so he's a episodes. bad kid, obviously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which fine, that worked a couple episodes, but. By what episode four hundred whatever like yeah it's two thousand eight yeah and you've been on since like fucking eighteen ninety two it's <laughs> like it's time to just find a different angle at this point yeah maybe it's part of that being self referential thing where they're just like we've gotten away with this for so long it's it an so institution long. and also they're like oh nobody's watched for the last four seasons so we can just recycle some of this shit now like, I, I wanted to be optimistic about this episode because <laughs> I, I haven't kept up with too. The Simpsons and, and I didn't you know look I hate new Weezer shit yeah. and, but I also hate people who like but I'll still make listen to a new Weezer album because I'm like maybe I want to try something. it yeah. yeah like I'm hoping they get it back mm. I'm rooting for them yeah but uh, I don't want to be like a hater just to hate shit. Right. And so when people say that they hate the new Simpsons, my instinct is to say like, I bet there's some good fucking episodes. And there are, there are some good episodes because I've kept up with, I haven't, I don't, I don't keep up with it the way I did when they were originally airing. But what will happen is I'll go a month without watching a new episode, and then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna cook dinner and I'm gonna put them on, and I'll be like. Oh, this one's actually pretty funny. This is a pretty yeah. good episode. But like there's no like it's not like in the early time where it's like season four from top to bottom, great season. Yeah. It's like there were three episodes that were pretty good. Yeah. Which is just what is that? Like three episodes that are pretty good out of twenty four? Like, yeah, I'd say seasons one through ten are the ones I could own on DVD. Mm-hmm. I lived in uh I never I lived in a log cabin. Uh in uptown in this old civil war infirmary that was a cheap apartment and uh i had no cable no job no car no computer no camera nothing i just had notebooks and a dvd player and an old tv i lived like a just a piece of shit um all i had was simpsons dvds i watched them constantly I was lonely as shit. I was single mm-hmm. and just going to bed alone in this log cabin ass place. And I would let the DVD menu repeat because on the DVD menus of those, they had like running gags. Yep, characters yep. would come yeah, in. Yeah, they would run in from the side. It felt stuff. like I wasn't alone. Yeah. And so the Simpsons have always meant a lot to me. But like that little period, man, Simpsons <laughs> DVDs got me through. Yeah. And it's because those episodes were so strong, I could watch them over and over and They're over again. They're my default. They're my default now. It, you know, the Simpsons are a warm blanket uh, mm-hmm. culturally because you know you if you don't agree with someone politically or uh, about most entertainment yeah. or you know you don't watch murder shows and they watch 
you can at least probably talk about the Simpsons. You pull out a random quote in a conversation, and somebody's like, "Ah, I yeah. see you. I know what you're doing." Or know, mention like, like a character, one episode yeah. that's like, and uh, and, and the people like fucking Frank Grimes, and you're like, "Oh shit, Grimey, yes. yeah, old Grimey, yeah." And and the thing is, the people who <laughs> won't react to that, the people who don't react to the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Hate joy. Yeah. Anyone who talks shit about The Simpsons, I don't want to fucking know. Right. Yeah, like Mary Devin, she's like, eh, I never really watched this. She's I not get, like, look, I, I get not being into like, it. Yeah. I get like being able she's to take like, her leave. The episodes you show me are great. I just yeah. didn't grow up in the same time that you did. I get that. And it's not the same thing. It doesn't, it's not that cultural touchstone for me. I but get that. She's like, eh, no, I understand why you like it. Yeah. And that's fine. I get being that's able to I'm take or leave The Simpsons. Yes. <clears throat> My problem is, if you say fuck The Simpsons, no, fuck you. You've never watched an episode, and you don't those like season two, season three. I've cried at Simpsons episodes. Like I, hell, even the first one, Simpsons roasting on an open fire, where they get the dog from the track, and like you know, yeah. lose the Christmas presents and everything like that, yeah. and like it's so like, oh my god, he fucked up. Yeah, and then he pulls it together, and then they're happy, and it's like. Man, they're just a family. They're fucked up and they don't know what they're doing, but they're still a family and they still have each other. And there's the, that heart. That vibe is what made Roseanne work back yes, in the day. Yes, and the, that absolutely. vibe is absolutely what makes Bob's Burgers work now. Yes. It's a bunch of fuck ups who are unlovable mm-hmm. to yeah. outer appearances. On paper and individually. Yeah. But man, you you love them, and then they seem to love each mm-hmm. other, but they're all just kind of poor just fuck-ups. degenerates. And, and not in the way of, like, it's always sunny where they're all fuck-ups. And, like, sure, it's just funny and whatever, but it's like, you're not going to cry if something happens to fucking Charlie Day. The worst know, like, instincts being followed can still lead to them all loving each other yes. at the end of the episode, and, and them not being perfect as part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. And the Simpsons perfected that yes. back in the 80s. Yeah. And that same vibe. The children uh, absolutely. also did that as well. When it's successful, that still carries on in the best shows now. Yeah. Bob's Burgers being probably my favorite show I on agree. television right now. Because it, it draws from that same well that early Simpsons and then did. And you just drop into a random season and have not been watching like consecutively. And mm-hmm. drop into an episode and be like... I know what's going on. And you immediately love the characters. So well developed. Yes. And you, and like from watching season one, you're like, they're still the same characters, but they have grown a little bit. They've changed them a little bit. But Linda like, and Tina Belcher are two of the best yeah. characters ever committed to Absolutely. the television screen yeah. ever. And just like Gene just being this goofball, like, yeah. you know, like the music. But and here's stuff the thing like is like that. Eugene Merman as Gene in most shows would be the centerpiece of the show. Yeah. It's so specific and so crazy. I don't even, he's, he's like the fourth yeah. draw on he's that show like, to me. He's kind of like the punch up in the show. Yeah. It's like, it's like, ah, we need a joke right now. And it's like, Gene's going to say, ah, I love his farts or whatever. In right? most shows, I, <laughs> Yeah, he would he would be the guy, and what I love about that is that like he, he just blends in. Also, I remember when when uh, Bob's Burgers first came out and the previews were showing on Fox. Mm-hmm. I remember telling uh, Erica, "This is either going to be the worst show of all time, yeah. and it's going to last a million seasons, yeah, or it's going to be amazing and get canceled in one season." Mm-hmm. Somehow it was amazing it and has lasted and thing. lasted. I mean, first of all, John Benjamin, great voice actor. I mean, like, I, I fell off on 
uh, Archer, like after like season five, because like see, I've never watched Archer, but I do love H. John Benjamin. I do too. Coach McGurk on Home Movies is another one of the best, just as a whole. Yeah, just such a good show. Here's an H. John Benjamin thing that I that I love, and I feel like no one's ever heard of, and it it bothers me. And it's not even me trying to be like cool indie guy. Let me show you what I know. It just bothers me that not enough people have seen this movie. There's this movie called Martin and Orloff. And it's from a lot of the people at UCB. It's uh, Tina Fey's in it. Amy Poehler's in it. H. John Benjamin's in it. Uh, Matt Walsh is in it. Oh, damn. Um, uh, is John Stewart in it? I mean, there's... there's yeah. uh Everybody's in this thing. Anyone who's been in a TV show in the last and who was funny that you Fred Armisen's in it. Yeah, and so uh, it's just this classic like this guy goes to therapy, but his therapist is more fucked up than him. But they some of a Doctor Katzy yeah thing in a way. But they make it hilarious. Yeah, and H. John Benjamin is just this fucked up drug addict who's like plays kickball or softball or something (laughs) in the thing, and he's so great in it and. it's it's a it's the perfect H. John Benjamin, not a cartoon vehicle yeah. to like see him in. So everyone should go watch Martin and Orloff. I'm I want to watch it now because I've never heard of it and like yeah I don't. It's like a penny on Amazon. You just pay the shipping the to get the DVD. Can of peas in uh fucking uh what is the goddamn movie um oh uh, camp summer movie. camp uh yeah, yeah uh, why is my oh, it's wet hot American, American summer yeah it's yeah. the booze uh I would have been able to realize that and but and before. Uh, before we get out of here, I yeah. do I do want to tell this story about uh, my Simpsons fandom. I you know I I've been lucky enough uh being in radio and doing comedy and stuff mm-hmm. to meet a bunch of like famous people. Yeah, and I don't really get um Star I don't get starstruck. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't I don't mark out to people really. And I've met some of my heroes. I'm a huge bitch when I meet somebody famous. I'm like, <gasps> yeah, you pee, you <laughs> yeah. just pee all yeah, over, I just throw up. Yeah, you're like an excited cat. That's the whole reason I fucking smoke CBD oil now is in case I meet a famous person <laughs> and I'm wear like, rubber pants. I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's chill. It's yeah, chill. It's, it's chill. cool. It's cool. Like it's good. Yeah, and they used to say that until they walk yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I met Harry Shearer when I was working at uh, an old radio station in the French Quarter. And he, he spent most of his time here in New Orleans, right? He lives, yeah. spends most of his time here in New Orleans, and apparently he records his show here in New Orleans. I don't know mm-hmm. if he still does, but oh, he yeah, used to. Oh, uh, yeah, Les Show. Yeah. And uh, we had him in our French Quarter studios as a guest, and he came in, and uh, I just, like, froze. Yeah. And I remember he was like, oh, yeah, I'm Harry. You know? And I was so like- So cool. I know. <laughs> yeah. And um, I sort of shook his hand. I was like, hey, man, I- uh, do everything I do because of you. <laughs> I think was my chill statement yeah. that I said to him. It was. It was. Maybe it wasn't that intense. My life is because of you. It was close. Yeah. I was like, I do radio and I do comedy because I found everything you do so funny. It made me realize yeah. what's funny. And he was like, Okay, well, okay, thanks. Cool. You got some headphones in here. Just yeah. tried to move yeah. on. And he was very polite, very cool. Uh, none of the other other conversations we had were nearly as consequential. Yeah. But uh, that was the first dude I ever marked out to. And uh, <laughs> I absolutely embarrassed myself, and he was very cool about it. That Man, that makes him even fucking cooler. That's yeah. awesome. It's a hair's year. So I, every year I shave my head for St. Baldrick's for charity and for uh, kids with cancer because I'm a hero. But, uh, <laughs> You're so brave. Yeah. 
Uh, and, uh, the team that the four or five guys of us that do it, uh, the name of our team is the Harry Shearers, which is oh, a Simpsons reference. Good. Not just that's such Shearers, a you but name. They, yeah. But there's that episode where they have a barbershop and it's called the Harry Shearers and it's just a little nice little thing. And yep. so that's the name of our group. And, uh, I've, I've at message Harry Shearer on Twitter so many times to be like, Hey, I'm not asking you like for money, but could you just like retweet the link? So like other yeah. people will donate money and he hasn't done it, but it's probably cause he gets a million people tweeting at him all the time. If I had more than 2000 followers on Twitter, I would never look at my yeah, ads I don't ever. Know. Like, I've muted every word on Twitter except chicken wings and T-Rex. You know, you can block specific emojis now. So if you... If you don't want to see those clap uh, tweets anymore, you can. I need something to make me mad every day. You got to get mad so you can do a parody tweet at some point and just shit on it. This episode made The Simpsons seem as old as they are. Yes. Yes. That, mm hmm. That is the. That's on the nose right there. That's exactly it. And yeah, that's everything wrong with, I don't want to hate the new Simpsons. I want to enjoy it because I want to prove the haters wrong. I, but yep. it, it, it sort of made it's me the realize. the impetus of doing this podcast, but they're, it's they're right to not happen. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, uh, maybe I'll watch some new episodes and, and feel, yeah. uh, approved. And look, I feel like the Simpsons is almost like Saturday Night Live at this point mm-hmm. where the writers change so often right. that you can't like look there at that as an indictment episode. of the show. Yeah. Like, However they wrote one character, probably 10 years later, there's such a different crew of writers yeah. that – so maybe since 2008, The Simpsons has gotten good again. How SNL like would go through like dips and yeah, good. Like, oh, is we got this host. So maybe since then it's up again. I have no idea. Right. I'm willing to try it, but if this episode is any indication uh, – And this is season 19. This is 11 years ago. Oof. Yeah. Eleven years ago, this episode. I still think of two thousand eight as like, yeah, yesterday. Yeah, that's how I realize I'm old. It's like, yeah, Obama just actually he hadn't even taken office because this aired in the beginning of January two thousand eight. So Obama hadn't even taken office yet. He had like another week. Yeah, I'm working with people like, yeah, I remember two thousand eight. I was like paying for an abortion. They're like, yeah, I got circumcised because I was born. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a thousand years old. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I'm going to get divorced in three years. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Okay, dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So if you had to rate this episode, uh, pick a scale, one through 10, one through five, uh, A through Z, whatever. What would you rate this episode? Oh, God. The 90s show is the episode you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd give it a, a there are jokes. Yes. And some of those jokes landed, but I'm I'm gonna give it like a two. Out of it's so out of ten. Out of ten. Okay, yeah. I <laughs> if would, it was out of five, I'd give it a one. I was gonna say, yeah, out of five, I was like, You are a much nicer guy. Than no, two out of ten, <laughs> yeah. one out of five, just to give it something on right. the scale, because they had a some 20%. jokes. Right. Yeah. Um there are some jokes that landed, and there is a self awareness to that show, but I fucking hate the cynicism mm-hmm. of this, and I hate the um, overall plot of the episode is just bad. Yeah, and and I hate the liberties that they took with the, not mm-hmm. even that I care about canon, but yeah. with the canon of the Simpsons for nothing. It's like they right. threw it away like, for nothing. It's fine to throw it away, and you're like, ah, but that's a good joke. But for a new classic yeah. episode, 
Yeah. Not some throwaway episode that felt like a montage episode and somehow wasn't. Yeah, exactly. There was no montage at all. And that's exactly the vibe that it had and it wasn't. So, yes, I would say I would agree with you. A two out of ten seems pretty accurate to me. Uh, Oh, man. I don't know. There was a Weird Al reference, which even that they even managed to fuck that up, which like I love Weird Al. Well, they had, they had Kurt Loder in it. And, yeah. you know, I kind of have this weird fondness for Kurt Loder. Agreed, yeah. And so I didn't even give a well. shit. Like I didn't that even... era of MTV was just great for me. He was like this serious older guy who, yeah. like, would whisper what a cool thing was. Like, he taught you what the yeah, sex pistols right. were or whatever when you were 12. But uh, I was so mad at the episode, I didn't even think, like, is that really Kurt Loder? Because right. I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, it, it the whole thing just felt like a greasy. It felt like if a pop up ad could write a Simpsons <laughs> episode, like it was all for profit. They fucking did some surveys to find yeah. the jokes that most people liked, what they thought the pulse of the nation was. Let's dip a little more they conservative just fed in old episodes and like and think pieces and stuff, and just like we're like, hey, computer, write a fucking Simpsons episode. It really is like you if if like. You just had an algorithm for everything that would make me hate The Simpsons. It it that's succeeded. It. That yeah. software is successful. Which you know, if that's what they're doing, then a plus. You yeah, guys well, fucking you know what? Most fuck. things I hate, everyone else likes. So if I hate this episode, it's everyone else probably good. loves it. I yeah. mean, I'm such a uh, wirely wirely wiry son of a bitch that. Uh, I didn't like it. I hated it. So, cheers. Like, even me, I couldn't fucking find anything that I enjoyed about it. Yeah. I did like the Weird Al reference, though, just because I liked seeing Weird Al. But there's another thing. They paid money for Weird Al and Kurt Loder to be in that episode. That's where we diverge. I hate Weird Al, man. Oh, you wrote different lyrics to the song that was already written? Well, I used to do that when I was seven. Uh, yeah, Batman does smell. You're right. Instead of jingle bells. Well, let's give him a trillion dollars. He's the greatest cover band that ever. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I don't want to yuck your yum. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to grouse. I didn't mean to ruin it at the end. All right. This was fun. This was super fun. This was good. Uh, all right. So if people want to find you, uh, Twitter and whatnot, uh, Uh, you you can find me, uh, at endless Joe. Uh, on the Twitter and uh, also Which is a Pete and Pete reference, right? Yeah, it's a Endless everyone Mike. thinks it's a coffee reference, but my favorite villain of all time is Endless Mike from Pete and Pete, which is maybe my favorite show of all so time. Good. So I made my handle Endless Joe. I feel good that I know that's the reference. It makes me feel like you know what? Yeah, as, not many as people do. Bad as I am about everything, <laughs> I, I've I got that this one out. Yeah, yeah, no, you you definitely true detective did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's, uh, at Endless Joe on Twitter and, and, uh, all social media. Yeah, all social media. Uh, and, uh, check out Massive Fraud on, uh, at Massive Fraud on Twitter, I think. Is that our Twitter handle? I think it is. You might have an underscore in there. I'm not really I don't sure. know. Who knows? Was that taken? Who knows? Probably. Um, but you can YouTube search and find them there. I'll put links to everything in the show uh, description, assuming... That- At Massive Fraud, we beat uh, Donald Trump to it. Hey, <laughs> relatable content. Uh, All right. Well, pay me daily so show. Listening. This was a lot of fun. Uh, 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 shout out to Dankmus, uh, who gave me uh, permission to use the theme song. 
for this, uh, for this show. And, uh, since no one's paying money for this podcast yet, uh, it is currently sponsored by my very own 504comedy.com where you can see comedy shows all around town and, uh, hire me to make your website. Uh, follow me on Twitter and ask me to do that because I need to, uh, pay bills. So, uh, thank you so much for listening, Joe. Thank you so much for Thank you for show. having me. Super fun. Uh, we should get more Sorry, Mr. Bird, but I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. You're a dead Maybe even a little curious. I wouldn't even hear me out. <laughs>